You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Icehouse Podcast. And we're doing something a little bit different today. We are recording Gareth's exit interview live. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just kidding that was just a classic gag um but no we're not recording his exit interview live but we are recording an episode about his time at the ice house and that is because as of tomorrow March 23rd no March 31st um he steps into a new season and he is actually leaving the ice house after a very impactful six years here uh, started as customer growth partner and is currently the sales manager of the ice house he will be very very missed so we thought we'd take some time to unpack what the last six years have looked like so thanks Gareth well thanks Brian that's nice do I say um, thanks I'm not sure <laughs> Well, you'll find out, I guess, at the end. If this is the exit interview, I've got a few things to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought you'd enjoy that. No, um, um, thanks. That's, that was a very nice intro. And yes, it has. Um, yeah, it's been a great journey. Journey. So, Six yeah. years. It's super impressive. And yeah, I just know from my, you know, segment of time within that, that I've been here, the, just the authentic relationships you build, um, you are going to be very missed across New Zealand uh, when it comes to the impact you've had. But I know, you know, you're not going anywhere and uh, let's jump into that. So I'd love to start with the first question just by asking you, you know, what has the journey looked like over the last six years? Um, so started off, um, started off going for a different job. Mm. Uh, many years ago it wasn't uh, I wasn't going for a sales role I was going for a different role that um the awesome Darling Kane got and I probably wasn't suited for the role it was managing our coaches um and so I wouldn't necessarily have been selling didn't get that job um but then quite quickly afterwards a role come available and I got asked if I'd want to apply for the sales role the customer growth partner as we call it um and I did I interviewed it was a long interview process um with one of the old managers, with um, Scott Turner, with Andy Hamilton. And and actually, I don't know if they were that keen on me at first. Well, the old manager wasn't, but Scott Turner was the person who said, no, I think he'd be great and oh. vouched for me. And then Andy gave green light. And yeah, here I am. So I did that. Um, I was managing the South Island for the South as a customer growth partner for the first few years. That went yeah. really well. Um I got greedy. I wanted more. So um, an opportunity came up in Auckland to manage Auckland sales as well in, in the Auckland CBD. So I did both that and the South Island. I probably bit off a bit more than I could chew, uh, but still did OK and really enjoyed it. Um, mm, and cool. yeah, and then from there got promoted uh, two and a bit, three years ago uh, to sales manager. So it's yeah. been a great journey. I've worked with many, um, many business owners over that time, but I've also worked with a lot of external partners as I've become into the leadership role and then I've worked with some great people, um, both as peers, but then also them reporting into me. Very cool. I didn't realize that you went for Darylin's coaching yeah. and advisory lead role. That's quite That's interesting. Crazy, right? So when yeah. it came around, it was, I think there was a bit more of a sales, um, 
proportion to it. But Daryl mm. had been working in that role for Auckland University for years and years and years and worked with Liz and stuff. So, yeah, um, you know, it was, it, she was a really good fit for the, for the role. Um, but great. You know, I, I went through it for a recruitment company at the time. Yeah. Um, and then they're the ones who found out there was another role going. Cool. That's very awesome. What would you have told yourself on the first day of the ice house? Um, don't be late. <laughs> I, Unpack that. <laughs> I, I was late. I was late on my first day. So we at the ice house, we have this, um, this buddy um, system. So um, I think, who was your buddy? Simon. Simon, great. Yeah. So I, my buddy was Scott Turner, the COO. Oh, yeah. Um, and so... I knew that and Candice uh, was uh, the old manager at the time and she was great. She was eventually one who hired me. Um, she broke her arm really badly, was in hospital. So texted me on the Sunday before I started and said, hey, I'm not going to be there, but Scott Turner will, will meet you and he'll take you through everything. It was great. I am never late. Now, my friends who would listen to this, and they probably won't listen to this, but my <laughs> friends who might listen to this will be like, yes, you are. You're always like, but that's my wife's fault, Rachel. She's <laughs> she's punchily challenged. Um, oh, but, wow. I, I, but I've, in professionally, I, can, I really don't like being late, and especially in sales, mm. and it's something that I chirp on a lot about, you know, you should be, you know, early to meetings, not stupidly early, but with, you know, three or four minutes early. And I learned that from my background in acting. I got taught mm. at a young age when I was training to be an actor that if you are late to an audition, you don't deserve to get the role and you should yeah. be there sooner. If someone's not there in, on the time that they need to be there, they're not reliable. And yeah. so, yeah, I was late. I think I was like half hour, 45 minutes late. How? I just got timings wrong. Oh, okay. I live outside, you know, I live away and out of Auckland a little bit and was it stressful just, for you it was horrible oh my you know, gosh I, 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 I had a horrible even... first hour and a half was horrid and Scott was great and he laughed at it and he gave me crap for a while but then he realized I'm, I'm not late yeah <laughs> um, totally it was a one-off yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a so one-off. you'd tell yourself don't don't be late don't be late <laughs> um yeah don't be late I think also I've always been someone who's open to learning and just um, and building relationships. And um, yeah, so, you know, I, I feel like on my first day, it was just more a case of just be open and, mm. and don't make any, you know, decisions on things that you think are going to last, you know, just be fluid and just yeah. go with the flow. Mm, soak it in for a bit on that note what were some of the biggest learnings over your time at the ice house um there's a lot (laughs) yeah good (laughs) chance to reflect (laughs) uh yeah I mean I come from a role I came from a sales role initially when I moved to New Zealand um and I was in sales kind of roles in in education uh for the first three four years that I was there but before that I I hadn't been in in business really I've been teaching in England I had been working as an actor etc etc um so I learned a a huge amount pretty quickly at the ice house because Mm. of the brand and who they were and also the responsibility of working with business owners was um Mm. nerve nerve you know it was quite nervous I was nervous to be going from 
working in a kind not a corporate world but working with I wasn't working with business owners ever before whereas yeah, now right. I'm working with people who own their businesses who've grown them and deserve I think a little bit more kudos or respect because they have so much on their shoulders so um so yeah I think that um it's okay to be sousy as well it's something that I learned own it I, yeah. and that's something I've kind of hope I've taught the team that you know the people who we sell our programs and our coaching and advisory and things to are super busy they're time poor they love their business and they want to grow as individuals within their business but also want to grow their business so if you believe in the product which I certainly did before mm. I even started at the ice house but as soon as I started learning about what the product was and what we did with business owners I I you know I immersed myself into that and then I started to believe in it so the thing I was selling I, I believed that people should have so I would sell it to them until the point that they tell me to do one mm. and um and own that in the sales you know I know you're time poor I know you're yep. busy but I think you should do this I think you need it I'm going to keep on at you until you tell me not to mm. and most of the time that works mm. you know people are fine with Just it being honest, um, yeah yeah and activity creates opportunity in sales mm. if you're not doing the work you don't deserve the sale I, yeah. I truly believe that and the more time I've spent working in sales or working with sales teams and helping them it's all about activity and you know what activity you need to do down to the other thing I've learned is how important data is you mm. know use data to our advantage we live in a world where businesses spend a lot of money on CRMs or build CRMs internally even if they're not um you know spending a lot of money on them even if it is working off an excel spreadsheet just use that data to make sure you're doing the right activity to then produce the sales um yeah i've yeah. become quite geeky on that front if yeah. i'm honest and i really like it and you know the, my team will know that that i'm always looking into what they're doing and i question them you know is there a good roi from what you're doing is this a good use of your time um what should you be doing and yeah Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot. I could go on for ages about what I've learned. No, it's cool. It's really awesome. And great perspective that you actually came in having not worked with SMEs before and then finding that real love for SMEs through the process yeah. um, and how sometimes they don't back themselves, but they need to be backed by others to really succeed. And yeah, I love that thought. That sentence, and I know it, 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 um, it sits well with you, is that the SMEs are the backbone of the economy. I, you yeah. know, they really are. Yeah, they really um, and we'll are. go on to what I'm going on to next, but that's definitely a part of my decision making. Yeah, very, very good. Cool. I like that. Um, just talking about your time still at the Ice House, were there any or are there any standout memories or highlight moments that you just want to put out to the world? <laughs> that was a, what you I said you're gonna what you're gonna ask me, and you sent me questions, to be honest. I didn't read many of them. <laughs> but <laughs> the one I did go <laughs> is the standout <laughs> moments because I go, oh, what are they? And and I think I that's what when you've had a great time at, at somewhere not just at work just full stop you always think about what was the best things that happened you know you go yeah. away for the weekend what can we do again and um yeah so I did write down a few things with this um the team really great team and, mm. and, and meeting some amazing people um one of it wasn't that early I wonder it was probably in the first 18 months two years um 
me and the financial controller Sebastian are very very competitive and give each other a lot of stick over things and we have a good relationship I mean I've never been tickled by somebody more than Sebastian <laughs> he honestly he's a big massive human being he's a giant but he's got the most annoying sensitive touch and he tickles me all the time anyway the backing for this story is that one day I said I bet I could let's have a race because he was talking because he's very strong he's you know he's um a, a champion weightlifter but I was like well I'm not as strong as you but I'm faster than you and he was like no you're not I was like yeah <laughs> so we had a race and this race was so good we raced from one end if anyone knows the ice house there's a big long corridor at the front of it and we race from one end to the other and uh, it's on film and maybe we'll share it one day uh, it but what Seb didn't think about was um that the amount <laughs> the amount of force that he would produce running fast means that he can't stop as fast as the normal person and he sm as we're running we said we'll touch the wall at the end and he smashed through this wall oh my he put God. both his hands through the wall there was the toilets are on the other side we got lucky that no one was having was in the toilet um, <laughs> and i won the race we've got it on video and it's often spoken back so it was very funny so that was that's a real highlight for me um, you often weave that into conversation because yeah. <laughs> i won and he's like you didn't no i did um what other things i mean that's brilliant finding out how i mean professionally it's that finding out how competitive i am with sales yeah yeah i'm more i've always been competitive i knew that but actually how that would drive me um uh, really did mm. but also competitive in the sense of wanting to make sure that i got really awesome people on programs um yeah. and hitting sales targets and things like that um but that whole thing of owning the sales process and people saying people saying to people look until you tell me to bugger off I'm going yeah. to keep on you because I believe mm -hmm. it well another highlight was sitting at an OMP and we had 25 people around the room and I don't know the exact number but they go around and on the first day one of the first questions they get asked by the facilitators is why are you here and some people went through well my business partner did it. The B and Z encouraged me to do it. Gareth wouldn't leave me alone. Gareth <laughs> wouldn't leave me alone. Gareth wouldn't leave me alone. And in the room, you know, it was like five or six people was like, yeah, Gareth wouldn't leave you alone. God, he's, God, he's annoying, isn't he? What? <laughs> and I owned that a little bit. I mm. wore that with a bit of pride because I, I, swear, I feel, feel like the, we believe in the product and we know that they needed to do it and we think that they should. And so they let us do that. I was very mm. proud of that. Yeah, um, that's cool the first lockdown is this mm. weird answer but the first what lockdown i felt pretty proud of what i did um and honored that that we had we have amazing alumni who are very successful business owner but going into that unknown and not knowing what was going to happen yeah. um they reached out a lot to us mm. um, it was around just before you started wasn't it the first yeah. lockdown and so one of the things we did was there was a the COVID fund, so people were calling out to us to get some um, funded um, coaching. So we did a lot of engagements. I think we did more deals in in the in the first wee while there than than we we've ever really done. So that mm -hmm. was insanely busy. But also, yeah. I got asked and was very happy to to start running um, the podcasts and webinars. Yeah. So I painted a wall in the garage and. Um, I spoke to our alumni, I hosted webinars with partners and I was doing mm -hmm. like one or two a week and I really enjoyed that. 
that's cool because i felt like it was a it was really rewarding it was extremely tiring we had both our kids were really young at that stage um but it was also awesome yeah that's really cool yeah Um, because it's like ultimate impact during that time right where it's just everyone's needing help because it's just so new for everyone we were so reactive and it wasn't just the sales team that were taking these calls from alumni everybody was and we Mm. and we, we you know we got taps on the shoulder to assist and be a part of the the covid fund as many providers did but i know that we're in the spe- especially in the first lockdown we got a lot of work and we were able to assist many all over the country wasn't yeah. it? and that was great because we had people who had done the owner management program 20 years or 15 years previously reaching out to us going i, I don't know what to do mm. I, I, my wow. staff were at home we've got this what would you do and we've got so many amazing coaches all over, all over the country who supported as well they didn't you know do their usual um costs they everyone jumps on board to help kiwi yeah. businesses and, and yeah, so we felt sure. very fortunate to be a part of that yeah. um and then obviously internally promoted it's always you know being asked to do that was a i i didn't expect it and so i um i was really proud of that mm. um, and yeah. i'm proud of what I've, I've done since and i've learned on the job but i feel like i've you know I, i'm walking away from the role head held high I hope yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's so cool and so nice to have the space to reflect as well on um an amazing amount of time with the ice house and Mm. um the people you've impacted um Mm. what's been a challenge of your role if we were to just be real for a moment um yeah (laughs) um I think at first it was probably believing in myself Mm, because I had a I we there's it we talk about owners having imposter syndrome. I don't deserve to own this business. Or I've yeah. just, I was, I just started it, or blah blah blah. But they all do deserve it. They've worked their asses off to get there. Yeah. I, I'd worked hard to get the job, but also just feeling like I didn't deserve to be speaking to these business owners. Whereas actually, I did. You know, mm-hmm. you listen, you help them, you support them, and and then you, um, that helps you to, to help them. Yeah. Um, I think uh i'm quite hands-on and so um i probably was i i did too much that's probably as a leader probably helped people a bit not helps but you know you kind of i'm not great at delegating i'd help people do it i'd take that on and i from our leadership development program i learned that that you know empower others in, in 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 educate them train them but don't do it for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and then in sales, it's probably spending time on the right things. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can really hold on to a sales opportunity or you can hold on to trying to do a big event or something, but actually at the front end, which is really difficult, is doing ROI. What is going to be the return? Um, you know, OMP, people who sign up are notoriously either they're so busy that they're really hard to get hold of or they're just on the fence, you know, spending good portion of money and a large portion of time on education is quite confronting and they don't always want to do it. So you, it takes some time to encourage them to do it, but you have to also realize that sometimes people are just never going to do it. 
at that is, point. Is that a challenge? Like, is, yeah. it, is it a challenge to hear from someone, I'm too busy or um, any of those? Hesitations? Yes, it is. It is. And sometimes you know that they do need to do it so you can keep on them a little bit. But as long as if they then going back to the point I said earlier, if they say, look, I'm not doing it now, I've got too yeah. much on, then you've yeah. got to just leave them. And yeah. it's a very personal thing working with um, SME business owners because it's their jobs and, and it's their, sorry, and their businesses. So yeah. you've got to let them make that decision. So sometimes you rip the plaster off and say, right, I'm going to leave you for now and then go. I mean, I'm still to this day, I've got three days left. There's two people I'm trying to get on that program. I hope <laughs> they listen to this and they know who they are. But, um, and I'm now talking about this, my legacy, sign <laughs> up. But um, I know that they want to do it and they said they are. But there has been other times when I've been doing that for so long, I'm like, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Move on, go to the next person or yeah. look at getting other people to improve our pipeline for opportunities or something like that. So, yeah, just being a bit more, um, being a bit, bit more critical with your time and, and um, knowing when no's a no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's really a cool insight. Um, you obviously have quite a, passion now for SMEs and for business uh what excites you about the future of business in general Ooh. Um, I think that obviously technology is really going to help businesses but also the flip side of that is that that sometimes it isn't all around that so just helping you know business owners understanding where tech can really help but then also where it does you don't need to you know like training and education is still going to be there and helping and you know thinking about what's exciting for the ice house is that i truly believe that they can go for another 20 years of assisting business owners through our programs and stuff um i'm excited hopefully about you know the world becoming smaller so new zealand being able to do more international international business that doesn't mean everyone has to jump on a plane yeah um I, I hope that that's something that will grow and grow and grow i'm sure that i'm sure it will um in the term of in the terms of like new zealand and sme businesses and the ice house um i think that we the ice house have got a really great opportunity to assist more businesses through coaching and advisory and uh and helping individuals grow their business we were looking through working with one individual in a period of time um and and then also when you grow to the size where you've got an advisory board is just continuing on that uh, that external knowledge i think that every business that uses someone externally that isn't in the business will succeed far quicker and better than others um so i think that's exciting yeah, yeah. And speaking of it, exciting, um, tell us about your exciting new step. Where are you heading? And um, yeah, what are you excited about for it? Uh, so they are, Liz, Liz we had a, an alumni event recently and Liz said in her um, spiel at the end um, that they're going to put something into the application forms for the owner manager program so people can't steal um members of the staff members of the ice house team because <laughs> i am going to an alumni business of the ice house um mm -hmm. going to a company called phantom bill stickers um who are they're essentially they're new zealand's top poster company is what they kind of call mm -hmm. themselves but it's they have been going for 40 years they are out of home advertising company they work with 
businesses from very small kind of bands all the way up to multinational businesses um, um, doing promotions and um, they're national from all the way from Invercargill all the way up to Fongaray. Um, and yeah, essentially they started from a, a chap called Jim who um, started promoting business um, bands all the, and it grew and grew and grew. And now they, you know, they've got a really busy year this year because we've got the, um, got the election and things like that. So they're going to be promoting individuals, but also they they work with big, creative agencies and then they also work with medium-sized businesses and they also work with smaller ones so i'm really i'm going in there as a client director um to lead the sales team which has been working amazingly for many years and basically mm. going in to help them grow and have another 40 years um and so my background in acting was the something that was really attractive to me about the opportunity because well it's twofold i think one is i've been working with kiwi smes for you know six years and now I get to work in one yes. and help it and I'm really excited by that um, mm. but also I'm working in a creative world where I've got experience from doing adverts and working on on TVCs etc and now I'm going to be a part of uh, the team selling posters and out of home advertising to them and looking at opportunities to assist them to grow they um they're very much in the ice house world as I said Got an owner who's done the owner manager program. We've got someone on a leadership program at the moment who, who works within the business. Um, one of the directors of the business is one of our ISAS coaches, and and the accounting uh, accountants is a an ice house alumni and works with us a lot. So it's very much in the family. It's been a long exit because of, we wanted to make sure that both parties were happy, and I'm sure I know that they'll be still working at times i mean they have the board meetings at the ice house i think or they have at least meetings at the ice house so i'm going to be walking past my desk a few times yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah and it's i mean it's a really cool company it's a great opportunity and um yeah i'm looking forward to putting my my hat into a different area but hopefully using the same skills and yeah um, I'm going to miss all, you know, I am as close as we get every day that gets close. I realize how much I'm going to miss the the stuff that we sell. And the, but the main thing you're going to miss is the amazing clients that we work with. Yeah. You know, I, I've made some really long term friends out of clients. So people who I initially sold stuff to have now become to my mates. Yeah. So I love that, but also helping SME businesses. But then also you guys, not so much you, but the other people at the Ice House. It was a real relief when you went to Tauranga. Oh, um, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, and uh, we have made good mates. And you do you do know that when you leave somewhere, you you, have, you do make relationships that will last. Um, yeah. And I, have, I feel very fortunate because I've got, you know, 30 of those from the people that I've worked with at the Ice House. Yeah, um, so special. And people that have moved on already. Yeah. Um, what are you going to miss? Oh, no one's ever asked me a question on my pod on the podcast. Here we go. What are you going to miss about me? Oh, it's all about me, right? So <laughs> this is all about you, guys. Um, no, this is great. I'm going to miss the um constant reminders that you are an actor. <laughs> Three times in this podcast, you have mentioned that you're an actor, so I love the consistency. Oh. <laughs> Nah, I'm going to miss the energy that you bring, you know, the energy you bring to meetings, to the office, um, the pure passion that you have for people and um, the fact that 
you really do just want others to succeed. So whatever that looks like, you're just doing your best to um, to see others succeed and do well and not just survive, but like thrive in what oh, they're doing. Oh, that's nice. Um, I when I asked that, I didn't realize that you were going to be really sincere. So now I feel like I'm just trying to get all good things said about me before. You know me, I'm a sentimental <laughs> person. So I'm going to push, I'm going to throw something out there that is slightly encouraging, but no, I will, you will be very missed. And um, it's cool when I heard about the opportunity that you've taken up as client director, I, um, it's so aligned with your passion for the arts and for media and um, creativity. And I think it will be uh, such a cool opportunity um for sure so thank you so much for um having this conversation gareth and for all that you've brought to the ice house if listeners slash the community want to connect with you post the 31st of march how can they do that uh i'm on the same number i think yeah i am but also like reach out to grow at the icehouse.co.nz and look into some of our programs Uh, (laughs) as I said I'm still a massive part of the family Um, and so even reaching out to yourself or Liz or any of your customer growth partners they all still have all of my details and um, yeah as it it, you you exit a business and you want it to go well already I know it will go well because before we started this I talked about all the things I'm working on I just want to make sure that I, I set everything else up for Mm. for the business to continue to succeed and if it if I have missed something as I've said over and over again then call me because I care (laughs) I really do I don't want it to be one of these situations you go oh I shouldn't call Gareth it's it's not that it's Mm. you know give me a call at night and I'll I want to talk about a business I've worked with for six years but I truly believe on the the power that it has on on our clients so yeah um, that's cool it is cool awesome. it is good it's it's it is an end one door closes another one opens but at, at the same time i'm not really shutting the door on the ice house yeah for sure it's still the same family and community You'll still hear me oh yeah oh yeah we'll still hear you <laughs> <laughs> i think what i might do is i might like i do the thing called the wow noise with a really loud noise what i'll start doing is i'm so walking into the ice house i'll start that noise at the bottom of the stairs yeah. so people can kind of run and hide you know and, and yeah just some pre-warning that you're entering the building would be yeah great. just like get under the table <laughs> kind of oh you're funny anyway the banter is something almost too you give good banter and uh <laughs> you can take it which is also great um but hey thanks for being on this slightly different but interesting episode of the ice house podcast this week and appreciate your time gareth appreciate your time briar